creatives and welcome to the very last episode of Unpublished for 2021. My name is Amy. I'm James. And today we're doing a podcast episode about our favorite things from this year. I think just generally a year wrap up as well. Like, yeah, it'd be nice to talk about uh, our year, your year, everyone's year. Yeah. Um, the notes that we've made for this podcast are just, are though talking about what our favorite things have been this year so favorite books favorite pieces of media we've consumed favorite authors favorite social media creators favorite pieces of tech just collected our favorite things that we've experienced this year and we want to share it with you yeah we want to celebrate the cool art and the cool things that we have consumed because that's a like a massive joy in our life like i love the like that's like honestly the biggest joy in my life is the art I consume and I've also included here some of the tech I've liked yeah because to me that's art like it's like I think we just live in the most incredible time for technology yeah and it's just so exciting to see what the amazing things that can come into our life from tech 100% well do you want to start off just by do you want to just talk about your year in more general terms or do you want to dive straight into our favorite yeah, we can talk things? about our year if you yeah. want it's been I mean we were talking about what our word was for the year yeah yesterday I didn't come up with one what did you come up with um my word was no my word was trust i was going between trust and surrender um Mm. which kind of similar things but i chose trust just constantly having to lean back into trust and that's not to say i'm good at it but this year has definitely asked me to just trust Mm. yeah i couldn't you know everyone's had a weird year right like Mm. i don't think anyone's escaped that um and it's just been it's been a massive year of adapting yeah yeah maybe adapting yeah just you know it's been one of the unique things about being in Australia and probably New Zealand as well is that we, the threat of COVID has been much less about the, um, you know, impact on your personal health, much more about the border closures and the lockdowns. Yeah. We haven't had heaps of COVID until probably right now. Yeah. Um, so it's just been about uh, kind of, it's been this sort of weird, like, uh, what do you call it? Like, we've been this like, neutral kingdom kind of thing, mm. you know? It's like the war's all raging around us and, we, yeah. and we're sort of dealing with the fact that, like, shrapnel's flying over the over our airspace and yeah um and we're kind of like close the bo- close the border passes and and that's just been a really interesting uh challenging way to live in many ways obviously very different kind of challenge to a lot of the, what the rest of the world is is facing but it, it has just meant like a continuous massive disruption to our creative routine yeah to ease into. yeah i was talking about this on instagram the other day and someone messaged me that their word for the year was just let and I thought that was a really interesting word, just like letting letting everything happen. Mm. Uh, again, I feel like it's kind of similar to that surrender. It literally, it literally felt like every time we got into a routine, the health orders changed, and we had to get a different routine. Yeah. And then we get into that routine, and we change it, and we have to get into a different routine, which was an amazing challenge. Like it was, I'm really proud of. I'm so proud of us for how we did. Yeah. With it. it was like we've still managed to create. That. We I mean, have. Not as probably it's probably been my least productive creativity year. Yeah. But it's been my year where I'm most proud of my effort I've put into. I love that, Jimmy. Yeah, obviously, since I started writing, obviously, I had a lot of dot years before that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's hard to, it's so hard to reflect back on a year. Like, I feel like, often, of course, like the, the experiences that I've had in the last few months are so much more louder than the ones that happened in, I had no fucking clue what happened in January, February of this year. Um, right now, I'm feeling completely frazzled and fucked from just like the Christmas stress and covid being very present here now and i just feel like right now just so you all know where i'm at today i am working with my whole might not to give in to my normal behaviors of stress i just really want to learn how to approach stressful situations with a sense of removal from it i'm so emotionally heightened all the time oh sweet i know 
You're doing so well. Thank you. You know what? We, we're going to get Tasmania. Yeah. And you can just like cry for four days if you want. Oh, that does sound really, really good. I'll, I'll be there for you. Thank you. All right. Favorite things. Do you want to talk straight up about your favorite books from this year? Yeah. What did I write? You know, the thing about thinking about your favorite books is like even just delineating years with books is I have no I ability to chronologically tell you what order I've read books in. I've had a big fiction year this year. Great. I've focused a lot more on fiction than nonfiction because I started writing my crime novel this year. I was really interested in getting into uh, reading a lot more crime because I watch a lot of crime, um, but I don't read a lot of crime. And obviously, as I was going to be writing this kind of mystery book, I wanted to... Really... Crime's such a funny word. <laughs> crime. <laughs> Say it five times. So we weird. used to do it in Frodo crime. voice. Crime. 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 <laughs> I made a crime. <laughs> made a crime. Um, so... I've done a lot of reading of mystery. Um, I got into the... Oh, fuck, it's going to completely escape me. What was the... Um, Jack? No, not Jack Reacher. I am reading Jack Reacher. Uh, Jim Butcher. Jim Butcher, which was like a fantasy. Harry the Dresden Files. Yeah, which was really interesting. Like, I loved them, but they were also so stupid at the same time. The amazing thing, I think, about those is the audiobooks is that oh, yeah. the narration was so cool, so interesting. I've never heard as good a narration as the Dresden Files narrator. He was incredible. It was. It's also because he. They left in all the mouth noises. And I like that. And people hate it. Yeah, it's very polarizing. But yeah, people, it's very. It's almost like ASMR. It's like lots of. <laughs> <laughs> do I love that or do I hate that? I don't, I don't know. But you know, because it's, it's, it's only. It's a very subtle. It's like every. Yeah, now it and is very subtle. And, yeah. Yeah, it's really interesting. It's very Definitely worth checking out. Um, but we've written here James Empire of the Vampire. Yeah, the Jake Jay Christoph's vampire book. You know, I, I have never been someone who's like super into vampires, but. Uh, um, I've read a lot of Jay's work. What do you mean? You loved Twilight. Okay, sure. I, I did miss. I did wag school for two days to read Twilight once. <laughs> but since then, I've ba- barely touched vampire lore. It was really good. I read Empire of the Vampire too, and we're really hoping to get Jay Kristoff on the podcast at some point. Um, an amazing Australian author. Yeah, it's just great to see an Australian author from little old Perth, I, pre- I believe, mm. just killing it. He um, is killing it. And the book was, you know, he's got... That amazing, the amazing Nevernight series, which we read, I read probably last year as well, and this is, which was already great, and this is honestly, it was a step up again. Yeah. Um, definitely one of the one of the best books of fantasy books I've read in the last five years. Um, Do you know why I love it? Why? Gaff. I, the book. Why you love the book? Why I love all of his writing. Uh, the smut. Yeah. <laughs> He's the best writer of sex it's scenes like in the world. Subtly an erotic and all. He is incredible at writing sex scenes. He is. He's got a real gift. It's um, something that I definitely do. <laughs> <laughs> it's a real challenge. That's why I'm so impressed when, by when it. When I write a sex scene, I'm much more like, and then he lovingly put his... <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, in your, it's like talking around it. Often I do a plate of black. Oh my God, lol. Yeah, he's really good at smart. All right, we've also got Devin Price on the list, of course. Laziness does not exist, which was one of our absolute favorite books of the year as well. We had Devin on the podcast, obviously. If you haven't listened to that episode, you've got to go listen to it. They're just incredible. They are one of the smartest people I've ever talked to or read from or just, you know, paradigm shifting stuff. Yeah. So that was The Laziness Does Not Exist. Mm. You you got excited and you you ran through that title. Yeah, I... My um, speech impediment came up a bit there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. And Amy doesn't notice I have a speech impediment, but I often, like, say the same words over and over. Like, I'm like, and, 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 and Amy's like, I've never noticed I've you I've tuned doing it that. out. But I just, I frequently repeat the same word. 
And we've got breath here as well. Yeah, amazing. Breath for, uh, it's a bit of a niche, not a niche one. Like it's probably very popular now, but it's like, it I think it's, a, it's something that a lot of people will probably think, oh, that seems like a, a weird thing to write a book about or like... Um, Why can't I remember his name? James Nestor. James Nestor, yeah. It's a book about how we, many of us don't breathe correctly and how integral correct breathing is to our health. Um, mm. especially centering around nasal breathing. Yeah. And it's made me do things like weird things like people laugh at me about like taping my mouth when I sleep. Yeah. So I make sure I breathe through my nose, which is honestly has been really great for me. Um, little thing, things like when I do cardio, I try and breathe through my nose now rather than my mouth, which takes, which is a massive adjustment period. Um, it feels like you're suffocating for the first two weeks you try and do it, but kind of then opens up your airways and you feel much better. Yeah. Oh my God. No, it really is a, a real life changing book and, I really, really love it. And I think, you know, so often, this is maybe a bit of a generalization, but I think creatives often forget about our physical health a lot because we're so in the mind, so in the creative realm. And breath really just brought me back to my body and like how I can serve my body, which is, you know, the way in which I create. I need this body and I need I need her to be healthy. I think that's so true. It's like, it's a great way to focus on your health without having to worry about like, you know what food you're eating yeah. what exercise you're doing it's much more of like a just more of a mindfulness and awareness thing like it's much more of a meditation practice than it is like a traditional health practice yeah and there's no stories around how you breathe in terms of like oh you know eating those foods is wrong there's no moral you know kind of like mm. uh, or like pressure from beauty I mean, like, standards but by the breath. time you get to the end of the book you, you kind of feel a slight moral pressure for people yeah, when, when you breathe through your mouth you're like he's I'm like scum. fucking idiot <laughs> your fucking mouth like an idiot so they were our three books that we wrote there. Empire of the Vampire, Devon Price, Laziness Does Not Exist, and Breath by James Nestor. Yeah, I mean, there's, there are obviously I re-read, so many I re-read others. I Dune. It was amazing. Mm. The best time. If you haven't read Dune, read Dune. Mm. Even I, if you've seen the movie. I actually read Ag- Agatha Christ- Christie's, wow. Agatha Christie's um, Murder on the Orient Express for the first time, and I loved it. Mm. Loved it. Such an easy read. So mm. much fun. Had never watched anything. Never knew. Didn't know that there was a twist. And the twist was excellent. I was genuinely surprised. That was my first introduction to uh, mystery novel. I loved it. Incredible. Okay. So, do you want to talk about favorite Instagrams? Yeah. What did I even say? I don't know. What does this mean? No, but you just. I just really got into the autism Instagram community. Oh, autism. You said not- Austin's Instagram. I was. I think you just typoed that. Yeah, autism Instagram. I don't. I know it's hard to to pinpoint one, but I think you know if you struggle with either a mental health issue or a disability, and you haven't found your community online that can speak to that and support that, mm. it's such a worthwhile thing to do. Like, obviously, they're not all going to be good. They're not all going to be supportive. But if you can find the right accounts to follow, it can be such a great tool. Such a great tool for understanding yourself um, and whatever it is that um, you have to work through day to day. And if you, yeah, I just would encourage anyone to try and find their little niche community. Can you see how I can tell my face is right now? I'm trying to remember the most incredible Instagram and I know she listens to this podcast and I love her so much. An incredible anxiety Instagram. I think it's called oh, yeah. Peace From Within. Peace From Within. And I just love her and I love exactly what you said, like just finding communities for you know, your neurodiversity or the mental health issues that you move through, like finding people online has just been such a remedy and soothing thing for me. And I'm so grateful for her. And I'm so annoyed that I've forgotten your name because I love you so much. But that's been an incredible influence on me this year. Incredible TikTok as well. We'll put it. Everything, we'll put them in the um. We'll put them in the show notes 100%. But I'm pretty sure the handle is Peace From Within. Mm. 
and we both want to talk about Laura Hesp. Yeah, <laughs> because both of us, our day isn't done, and until we finish Laura Hesp's um, stories on Instagram. What an incredible ride! An incredible, incredible artist, incredible woman. I just, I'm completely in love with Laura. If you don't follow her, Laura Hesp, we'll put her in the show notes. She has had this beautiful evolution this year. I've had the privilege of working one-on-one with her. Her art is incredible. Her soul is incredible. Witnessing her journey with her mental health and her neurodiversity has been incredible. Everything about the way she shows up, I just fall in love more and more every time I witness her. And the best thing was her launching her art website. The best. And just seeing it go off and just seeing her make money from it. Oh, my God. Incredible. Just like, wow. Yeah, such a beautiful example of why... And how artists thrive in this world. And if you want to see how a neurodiverse ADHD autistic artist can thrive thrive and work and find ways to work while honoring those parts of themselves, it's an amazing thing. Follow Laura Hess. Mm. Yeah, 100%. Um, favorite YouTube. I still love YouTube. Amy doesn't use YouTube anywhere near as much as me. I don't know if you all use YouTube. I know that demographically it's like hugely skewed male i think that's a massive shame because i think it's an amazing resource i think it's a shame too but i don't understand why i'm not attracted to using it and then i start having this inner critic that's like it's because you don't have a very long attention span well yeah listen to everything on two times speed (laughs) you can do that i just i don't understand how to um navigate it the, the tricky thing is like you've got to find channels yeah and then you just go to the channels like you just have your subscribed feed there and it's like you don't want to just be on the homepage of YouTube. That's not what you want. You want it to know what you want to watch mm. and feed you content from the channels that you want. And then that's the best way to do it and not get sucked into those holes. And like, I don't know, if like you're using it in kind of like a peaceful, fun way. Her name is Lily. <laughs> Lily, peace from within. I love you and I'm so grateful for you. Don't you hate that? I hate that. It came back to me. Though. I'm embarrassed for you. I'm sorry. Um... <laughs> But of, with YouTube, both of us obviously love the Green Brothers. Like, if there was, like, the classic, you oh my know. Gosh, you know, even so if it was, like, five people, you can invite to a dinner party. What if you could only choose John or Hank? I would choose Hank, and I feel really bad about it. <sighs> Hank would be much more life for the party. Like, Hank would would lead the discussion. Like, you could sit back if Hank was there, whereas John would kind of, I feel like, quietly sit in the corner. Obviously, and I just be like a little honey. I feel so bad that you just made me choose. I'm so sorry. But I think the thing is, because we're both introverts, you have Hank there and he can... I like extroverts because they do the work for you. Exactly. And he'll do the work for you. Yeah, and he's also so funny and I'm weirdly attracted to him. Yeah, of like course. Like sexually. Of course. <laughs> of course. Um, but they're an incredible YouTube channel. Yeah, Vlogbrothers. And um, just, it's just, I don't know, if you don't know Vlogbrothers, it is amazing. It's these two amazing men who, once a week, they do a video, uh, do a, like a three, four minute vlog to each other. And it's like... and. It, and it can be about anything, but it's usually almost amazing life advice or some kind of incredible observation that they've made. Or well, they, that was actually one of my other books of the year, which was John Green's *The Anthropocene Reviewed*, which was awesome too. Yeah, Incre- they're both incredible writers. Mm, and incredible. I and um, uh, Hank's book, *The Alien One*. Oh yeah, an um, an absolutely unremarkable, a remarkable thing, unremarkable thing. Yeah, and a beautifully foolish endeavor. And then obviously John is a super famous uh, YA author. Yeah. They're both incredible. And I think they're incredible examples of how we can use tech, how we can use the connection economy, how we can reach out and impact people's lives in very different ways today. Yeah, and, and they're, they're, kind of they're also just they're just champions of all forms of art as well. They're incredible artists. Like, oh mm. my God. Okay, podcasts. Favorite podcasts? Unpublished. 
<laughs> Something I've been getting really into is there's a podcast by um, Brandon Sanderson and Dan Wells. Do you who, want to just describe who they are? Who are probably two of them. Well, Brandon Sanderson in particular is the most prolific fantasy author and science fiction author of the last 10 years. And Dan Wells is also a very well-established author. And it's a podcast where it's just, it's not really about writing. It's just about nothing. But it's like all put through the lens of them as creatives and writers. So like they'll like talk about, you know, music, but through the lens of the creative process. That's or, nice. I like that. You know, that. they'll talk about, they'll, they, you know, or Brandon will, uh, he finished the Wheel of Time series off. So, you know, there'll be a, wheel, a lesson on the Wheel of Time series, but it won't be like, it'll be him as the author talking about the TV show, which he was sort of involved in, but is not the main writer for. And like talking about screenwriting and his involvement in the show from the perspective of a novel writer. Mm. Just a really interesting perspective to put into other art. Yeah, I love that. I also want to uh, talk about MJ um, because she just finished our 100th episode. 100th episode. In a year? I'm trying it's to remember what the it, podcast I think, actually called. I don't think she started MJ Unleashed. Oh, MJ Unleashed, yeah. She only started like a year. She's just been like bam, bam, Prolific. bam, bam, bam. It's so amazing. It's an excellent example of how podcasts can be the most profound way to connect. She's an incredible multidisciplinary artist and her words will just soothe your soul. Um, and the way that she just puts content out there so consistently, so beautifully, so earnestly and vulnerably. A beautiful, very relaxing and deeply thought-provoking podcast. And also, you know, the great thing about MJ as well, one of the one of the many great things about MJ is that she you can see that she also values the rest side as well. Oh so my it's God, like, you know, she's huge. got she's re- released 100 episodes this year, but she's also listened to her own rhythms mm. in getting them out. She hasn't just like pushed herself yes. through to get them That's out. such a great observation. Yeah. So those two podcasts, beautiful. Great. TV and movies. Wheel of Time. Yeah, enjoying that a lot. I liked game of thrones i'm not gonna say oh i didn't gosh. like it like i liked it do you think this is really controversial do you think no i'm okay? just thinking about all the arguments we've had about this i think wheel of time is better than game of thrones i'm loving it so much you can't say that after six episodes well i have and i and i believe it in my soul <laughs> also uh, discounting the last season of game of thrones obviously but Whatever. I agree. Well, Wheel of Time has been amazing. I, I, I'm really enjoying it. If you love fantasy, it just, you know, I know when I'm watching something that, like, makes me want to write and makes me want to imagine, like, I, they've done something incredible. And when I watch yeah. Wheel of Time, all I want to do is create. It's much more magical than something like Game of Thrones. It's so Much magical. more high fantasy. And it's, I don't know, it's not as dark. It's more playful, probably. Although there are obviously dark elements it. To is it is more playful. I think maybe that's why I liked it. Mm. Also, there's, like, a core cast of characters, like, this is going to get me in trouble but I have a real problem with high fantasy when there's like 7 billion characters and I just think it's so annoying and wanky and I can't keep track and it just like well I mean I hate to break this to you but the Wheel of Time books I think has the largest yeah but the TV show doesn't any book ever the TV show is like like eradicated 2,000 named characters or something shut up James fair enough um, we've actually written True Detective here because we rewatched it. We rewatched True Detective season one this year. Probably not a great thing to watch if you're feeling like particularly nihilistic or not okay, particularly depressed. Yeah, but if you're in a good headspace, like it, it it's art. Yeah, in such a beautiful, profound, impacting way. Mm. The writing, the acting, oh, yum. I also rewatched Sea Change this year, which is I an Australian, an Australian show made by the ABC in like the early two thousands, I think, and fucking hell that's some good writing like unbelievable writing you know like i love it it's made by like the australian broadcasting it's it's our it's our national broadcast yeah you know funded by the government and 
it doesn't shy away from anything. It goes into such profound and beautiful and hard topics um, in the most beautiful way. The characters, you just fall in love with them. Do you like, want to describe the plot a little bit? Or um, so it's basically about um, a lawyer, Laura, who um, has crisis after crisis and decides she wants a sea change and she goes and lives in like a you know quiet, beautiful, bumbling sea town um, in... I think it's like near Melbourne's coast. And the plot's often driven by she's the magistrate. So she has she's to see the, like, the town's problems the town's and magistrate. work through them. And it's just beautiful. Again, like True Detective and Sea Change, both beautifully, very different. Very, oh my <laughs> um, gosh, so different. Um, but beautifully written shows. So if you want to indulge in some like writing that is, you know. Also a bit of Australiana, you know, like it's great. Mm. Just so everyone's so beautifully Aussie, Aussie, like yeah. without, it's all the good sides of our character and our national yeah. identity, I think like. And without the, I mean, obviously there are some representations like Bob Jelly who are not the greatest humans. No, but it's an interesting. But you know, it removes a lot of that, that, like you know, our toxic masculinity and our kind of like, um, you know, that sort of grimy, aggressive side to the Australian culture. I think. Yeah. Um, and it's much more beautiful and heartfelt, and shows how great we can be as people. Yeah, it does. Mm. All right, movies. I've only got one here. We went and watched Dune the other day. I really liked it. I guess we just don't. We usually, before Corona, we went to the movies all the time. I guess we just haven't been able to go. Yeah. Um, but I love June. I haven't read the book, so I will hand it over to James as a book reader. It's great. It was, was I mean, I think it was great. It was extremely faithful. An ama- like just incredible visual effects and uh, design. Just Even just as a visual experience, it was incredible. Honestly, I, and I loved it. Like, I really loved it. I just, I was completely encapsulated. thought it was, like, the perfect, like, blend of really interesting characters, really interesting plot, and also really magical. I really enjoyed it. I thought everyone's performances were really, really good. I agree. Has there was... been any other movies this year that we loved? <sighs> we just haven't been that much, I know, we? but what about old movies that we rewatched and liked? Yeah. I don't know. Oh, my gosh. Princess Switch? <laughs> So good, James. And what was that other love for like? What was that other Netflix? The crap Christmas, Christmas movie we watched. Um, the catfish one. The catfish one. I don't. It know. was great. It had um, Jin Yang from Silicon Valley in it. It had. I was only, he was the only famous person probably in it. But you loved it. I loved it. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> Just yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know why I love this movie so much. But Soothes I do. the soul. Soothes the soul. As if you didn't love Princess Switch. What did you like about it? It's just so bad that it was good. It was so bad it was good. It wasn't so bad that it was bad, and I don't know how they managed to pull that off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just unabashedly bad. Like, yeah. didn't give a fuck what you thought. It was like, this is entirely improbable and would never happen, ever. But, but hey, <laughs> we're doing it. <laughs> um, the audacity, you know? Yeah. Loved it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, that's not a new movie, but... We watched it this year. Yeah, we watched it this year. We watched it the other day. Visual art. So I want to talk about Tanya, who on um, my on Instagram is Corfolia Designs, um, who's a client I've been working with. Um, she's an incredible German artist, and I've just got to indulge in some of her old work, her new work. Her paintings are just incredible, and it was just it, it lights my imagination. Her work is just so provoking, and the colors she uses, I'm in love with. Like honestly, it's like when I you know watch Wheel of Time, and I want to create. When I look at Tanya's paintings, I want to create as well. Um, so if you don't follow Corfolia Designs, she's she's launching new stuff next year and she's just an incredible artist yeah i 
uh, I bought one of her art pieces for a family member for Christmas as well. Yeah, and we have some in, in our we house. Some, yeah, we have some too. We really um, just love Tanya. Yeah. Obviously, you know, controversial, but I've been getting into NFTs. Haven't bought any, but I think We've it's really interesting. We've bought some for a friend. I bought, I bought one of them for, as a present for a friend. Um, hard to find an NFT at present price. Yeah. Like, we saw a lot of ones we wanted that was like, two ETH, which is, you know, those falling along home it's like twelve thousand australian dollars and been like oh okay maybe not that one yeah um but the one i mean the ones i really i'm fascinated by the are the generative ones which is where you know it's an artist designs 80 say 80 percent of the artwork and then the other 20 percent is decided by a randomized algorithm so it's like everyone's different and then you don't know what you're going to get till you purchase it for example it's um, really cool really cool or ones where which are sort of in, almost entirely done by well coded art basically where it's sort of geometric shapes that have been coded to do different things and it's also slightly randomized um and you can do you can encode things into NFTs like when they when you click on the NFT you can do you can press different numbers and that and you know number one is the first stage of the design and you can go through all the different stages of, of the design at each point that the algorithm is applied to it and you can see the different phases of the artwork until it gets to the end so you can mm, see the process which really is really cool. interesting. Oh man, this morning I came across a Reddit post just shitting on NFTs and like you know that of course there's issues and there's you know things we that will develop over time but like I do encourage everyone. Uh, to just keep an open mind with this um to do no i was not about to say that phrase do your own research dior dior um but to investigate it on your own and, and you know like get curious about it um there is so much negative shit talk on it and like not to say it's not problematic but like it's really exciting and it's exciting for us so don't let anyone else make your you know your decision up for you and of course like anything that's new there are going to be people exploiting it there are going to be people doing the wrong thing but it's going to mature as a system and it's going to get probably better i would say and a lot easier for artists totally. um doesn't mean it's definitely going to be definitely going to be the next big thing as we said in our podcast i'm agnostic towards it but i think it's really interesting um and i think that the things to look out for as well are things that you can only do with nfts mm. things like you know uh royalty royalties from continuous sale things like attaching community or attaching events to an nfts yeah so ticketing things like gaming in the nft space i think those those things are really interesting yeah stay curious mm. rather than judgmental i think is the weather all right we've got practices so new practices that we've integrated in 2021 just got my sleep apnea mouth splint appliance very excited <laughs> we're using it for the first time tonight so actually we have to check back on me i'm sure you're <laughs> very interested do a new segment called sleep apnea watch <laughs> But yes, I do stop breathing 25 times an hour when I sleep. So it's going to be exciting for me to actually feel like I have some energy during the day, hopefully. Yeah, we've both struggled with our energy this year. Um, but Jamesy particularly with the sleep apnea stuff. Hopefully that would... Yeah, I think, you know, it's actually crazy. So, you know, I think some of this, uh, something like almost 50% of adults have some kind of sleep disorder. I think we just brush it aside, right? We're just like, whatever, it's just my sleep. But it's a huge impact on your day. Yeah, totally. And the, the really it's the sad thing is it's so expensive to get it treated. Yeah. Um, even in Australia, like it costs. Oh, probably, I've probably spent three grand now all up on my treatment. Mm. Which yeah. Which you think you know in a country with some kind of, um, the, like the government doesn't contribute to any to the sleep apnea treatment really at all. It's weird. Which is really weird because I guess it's not an acute problem or something, or it's so widespread that they'd have to. They'd maybe, have to be so expensive potentially, but I'm not sure. I don't want to speculate on why, but um, it's a lot out of pocket. So it's just it's which is a sh- real shame. Because it's so important. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about Wim Hof. Obviously, Wim Hof has changed our entire year, really. 2021 was the year of Wim Hof for us. So Wim Hof is a, pr- a practitioner who talks about uh, breath work and he talks about 
cold therapy. So we've integrated, but so I've really attached myself to breath work and James has really attached himself to the cold showers and I hate and cold hate showers other, yeah. and James hates the breath work. Um, so James- to, ha- be, to be clear, I don't hate breath work. I'm, I have a res- intense resistance to doing it. That seems only like hate in but the But it's much more like a, dr- not like a dread, it's like a, you know when you just, it's like a procrastination feeling almost. It's like, I really just, for whatever reason, don't want to do this task. I couldn't even tell you why. That's the same with the cold shower, but I could tell you why. It's because um, it's boring and it's cold. Yeah, I think mostly I find, for some reason, I, I don't find meditation boring, but I do find breathwork boring. Breathwork's a lot more effort because you've really got to inhale and exhale. Anyway, let me describe to you these practices. So obviously the cold shower is three minutes in the cold. I was doing it maybe for like six months and then I've like completely dropped off. Um, the breathwork is uh, 40 big inhales and exhales. You basically hyperventilate for 40 breaths and then you hold the exhale for as long as you can. And then you hold an inhale for 15 seconds and you do the breathwork over and over again. Um, to me, it has been like close to a divine experience. Like I feel so at peace when I do it. I feel like it's a cleansing of my mind and soul. I do it every morning and I'm completely in love with this practice. I think also for me as well, it was a really in, just a much more intense experience. Like I used to pass out and have hallucinations. <laughs> it can be a very which sounds intense like, experience. I mean, like, I don't want to put you off because it's not like it was ever dangerous, but it was like, I would literally be so hyper-oxygenated, I guess. And then when you, then so what happens is you hyper-oxygenate and then you basically build up your resistance to CO2. So then when you exhale, you just get a massive CO2 build up in your mm. system, which is Good in the, if you do a if you have so you don't want to have a long exposure to CO two but if you have short sharp exposure to CO two it increases your um basically improves your ability to respond to stress that which is the, theoretically it does obviously I'm not a doctor but according to say the breath book or Wim Hof's book and they've done some studies some uh, you know it's all kind of early days but they've done some studies into it and it seems like uh, there's some promising results but I would have so much CO two in my system that I would pass out and then hallucinate. <laughs> Yeah, so James, <laughs> so I we now only do, James will only ever do three rounds, but uh, when we were starting it, like I was so obsessed with that, I was so obsessed with the feeling, I was like, let's do four, five, six, and then one day I was like, let's do eight rounds, and I, I'm like, James has just st- stopped breathing in the, in the hyperventilating part, and I looked over, and like this sometimes happens and again he wasn't in danger but it was really scary like he was unconscious he passed out and all of his muscles were convulsing so it looked like um like it looked like an epileptic fit and i could not wake him up and like for like five seconds i was like well i've breathed worked james to death i didn't notice anything i just woke up i was like oh, hey ames why are you standing above me shaking me it was really scary. And it happened multiple times. Anyway, so we don't play with the eight-round barrier. I actually quite enjoyed this. I almost, once I get to that, I'm almost having fun. So these hallucinations, I'm having the same, I was having the same hallucination in the same, let's call it a dream. So I'm passing out and having a dream. I'm calling it a hallucination because it was so short. Like I can't, didn't want to call it a dream, but like I'm passing out and I'm having the same dream in the same places doing the same stuff. And I cannot for the life of me remember. I know it's the same, but when I wake up, when I wake up, I can't tell you what it was that I was dreaming about. There's something like, I just feel like when we do breath work, we access some kind of mythical divine part of our brain that like we don't really get access to in our normal consciousness. Like and for it. James, it was like that. But for me, I would get like idea after idea. Like for me as a creative, like I'm getting fed like story ideas, business ideas. Like I'm mm. just feel my brain feels like it's working at the best capacity ever. It's like, it's like microdosing. And in fact, some people, yes. some people do do intense breath work 
because they don't want to use hallucinogens and they yeah. can get you can get the same effect from like you know two hours of breath work and it's something. so funny yeah, like because you are like passed out having hallucinations and i'm sitting there being like you know what we should do in business we should do this and, and i'm like very different in response. some kind of world made of like light and mushrooms or something all of your muscles contracting yeah vibrating on the bed weird but incredible for me i love the breathwork practice it has invited some beautiful new things into my life and for james cold water therapy yeah just nice and peaceful like it's just um you kind of just similar to amy i feel elevated and kind of awake when i come out of the shower which is good because i usually say so i usually have a shower after the gym so about 10 30 11 and that's when I usually go into a slump. So if I have a cold shower, I kind of get a little bit more time to of alertness. Yeah, interesting. I just, I have, I still do do cold showers, but I don't hold it for the three minutes because I'm just, oh my God, what's wrong with my brain? Like, I'm just standing there. I'm like, this is so boring. Mm-hmm. And I can't stand in the shower for three minutes with cold water on me. For th- and I just, I'm like, I'm, and I'm like, James, can you come in here and talk to me? I need to get you some waterproof headphones or something. And you can listen to a podcast. Well, it makes me so annoyed at myself. Like, why can't I stand? Oh, maybe I need to try my gas. You know what you can do is you can do... So you must not hyperventilate in the shower. Do not do breath work in the shower. But you can do long, gentle breathing exercises like slow inhale, slow mm. exhale, and just count like little five second in, five second out box breaths. And then that passes the time i find that passes the time quite quickly yeah and again um the cold work and the breath work they're both there to help you manage stress levels so you're putting your body under stress so that when you encounter and and you're teaching it how to recover quickly so it's about you know regulating our central nervous system it's about making our body be able to recover from stressful situations so as someone with anxiety like i want to be able to one like today i'm i am pretty anxious today because i just (laughs) anyway i want my body to know how to respond to a stress chemical you know quickly and that's what these practices teach us mm, yeah it's like a little bit like just doing a little bit of the bad to yeah. build resilience like taking a tiny bit of poison every day so that you're resistant to it yeah it is kind of like that mm. right that they were our categories incredible is there anything else this year that you would like to that you love you know I'm, i feel like i'm missing 99 of the things i love this year same i feel like i really did a dirty on the books like i read a lot of books this year and i feel like mm. i didn't talk about any of them yeah, i feel exactly the same way mm. I'm reading a very reading a tech. very Oh yeah. What's your favorite tech from this year? Can I just finish my book? I'm so sorry, yeah. Excuse me. I'm all over the shop. <laughs> I was just gonna talk about Becky Chambers, who's one of my favourite science fiction authors. She has a book, a novella out at the moment called Um Fuck. No, I can't remember it. It's amazing. Her latest novella. It's just so peaceful. It's about this monk in a sci fi setting who decides they want to just go around and serve tea to people and listen to their problems. It's so sweet. And that's basically the book. And it's so peaceful, so cosy. It's amazing. If you want a little hug of a book, incredible. It's a great review for it. A mm. hug of a book. Mm. Technology. Technology. Okay. So, I have been wanting a 4K TV for, I reckon, three years. That's all I can talk about. Finally, Black Friday comes along. And I'm like, this is it. I'm pulling the trigger. And I did. And I'm so happy about it. I think about it every. I think about it constantly. How happy I am with this TV. And this is the thing: when you get a new piece of tech, it's so easy just to be like, get used to it. But you, you got to just keep reminding yourself how amazing it is. Yeah. To enjoy it, like, you got to like keep having gratitude. You got to just keep like doing have a little gratitude practice about it. Like, just the picture. You know, watching Wheel of Time on this TV, I feel like I'm in the movies. Yeah, it's it's very pure. Just you know, interestingly, interest an interesting comment on this is that I don't give a Maybe flying fuck. 
In fact, she's annoyed because the, our old TV is... Was perfectly <laughs> is good like, and, and now it's sitting. sitting in the kitchen. And she's like... Fuh. But I love, I love how different we are. And, you know, I love witnessing the joy that it brings every time we sit down to watch anything. Oh, Amy, we're practically there. We're practically there. And I'm like, okay, baby. It's like It's like we're in the room with them. <laughs> um, I love the way that tech can enhance and, you know, bring us so much joy. And, yeah, this has brought you a lot of joy. Mm. And then another thing, another weird thing. Because, you know, because of my sleep apnea, I am obsessed with sleep. Like, I have not had a refreshing sleep for 10 years. I am obsessed with all the perfect conditions to sleep. You know, I do everything I do. You know, I have a chamomile tea. I have a face mask. I journal before bed. I meditate. I take my mouth. I do, like, and then I have make sure. And then I, okay, temperature. Temperature is so important for sleep. I do the light. I do dim the light. I wear my blue light blocking glasses. Everything just, just to try and get a refreshing sleep. It almost never works. You know, I mean, it's a, I'm slightly better when I do those things, but I'm almost, still ne- almost never get a refreshing sleep. So I'm like, the last hurdle is temperature. So we got this thing called the Ula, which I would say is a mixed success. But basically, it's like this mattress liner which sits underneath. So it sits underneath your fitted sheet, and it pumps water into this mattress liner into little pipes in it, and that cools you from the bed up. Yeah. So it's not like you're having. I mean, we still do have the aircon on, but like very subtly, much lower. But it's meant to be like because the aircon's kind of a blunt instrument. It's just like just blowing air on you, and sometimes you're too cold, sometimes you're too. Like, it's just not it's very just precise. I actually think I love the Ula more than James. I know. I enjoy the feeling of a cold bed. It's like you know when you flip a pillow and it's the cold side of the pillow. It's like that on your body all the time, mm, the whole night. Yeah, and you can go from like nine degrees Celsius to um, forty degrees Celsius. Yeah, so I have it programmed so there's two sides so i have a different program to james's it's a ridiculous tech like i can't believe i live in an age where this is a thing but it is and yes dual climate climate. so i have it that it wakes me up with heat so that at like 6 45 it starts to heat up so my body temperature rises and it does wake me up yeah yeah it's amazing that's actually almost the best part is the the hot wake up yeah it's so cool Mm. Um, I'm trying to think of tech that I've loved this year. Oh, and my um, my lights, my lights on the timer. Oh my god, you've had actually so much tech this year as well. We have lights on a timer now, so when it goes five p.m., we get like an orangey red light. So it's like bringing you down, and then they dim, and it's amazing. This is your rich life. It honestly is like. We feel so blessed at the end of this year. Like we've, we feel like we've had such a beautiful and abundant year of business, and and James has just been like, now it is the time to live my rich life with. The weirdest fucking tech that, that I can I've find. Wanted for like ten years. It is. Yeah, it has been. I mean, four K TVs have been out for that long, but since since four K TVs came out, you I've wanted, wanted one. one. <laughs> they are. It's all a blessing. I love the lights. I love the Ula. And you know what? Because you love the four K TV, I love the four K TV. I mean, TV. the lights aren't even that expensive. The lights are like, it's like forty bucks a light. And we've got. <laughs> it's just you're lights. not used to you're used to paying that much for a light bulb. I guess so. Um, but they are really cool. They're a beautiful piece the of best tech. Is, I love the LED strip. Yeah, the LED strip is cool. So it's because it makes a good vibes in this your house. This whole episode just like, seems like a big ad, but we, literally, <laughs> we, we're not no sponsored in any way. It's just things that we like. I, I'm trying to think of tech that's imp- impacted my life. The last piece of big tech that really impacted me was my AirPods because now I listen to audiobooks so much more. Oh my gosh, so good. But I don't think AirPods was 2021. I think it was last year. Although you, you did get me my AirPod. Pros this year, which has been great, which I think we've already talked about that. Yeah. On the podcast. Oh, I got my um my Microsoft Surface laptop this year, which is where I do all my creation on. 
That is hashtag sponsored. That is hashtag sponsored. No, it's not. But I didn't pay for this laptop. But I genuinely do love having... Um, I feel so blessed to have a, a computer just for creation. Mm. Um, so my beautiful bronze, very sexy looking Surface laptop is just where I write. So there's no work emails. There's nothing. Hide that Apple. Ignore the Apple symbol if you're watching video. Yeah. You know, honestly, I really I really have loved it. Much, and it is much more affordable. And it, it's been a great addition to mm. my tech this year. Mm. Yeah. And so, like, if I just want to do my story writing, I just take my Surface. Incredible. Mm. Love that. No, distra- no distractions. All right, guys. I really hope... This is going to be our last episode for the year. But I really, really hope that you take intentional time to cherish yourself and be gentle with yourself over the transition from this year to the next this is not an easy time no it really isn't like i i love christmas i'm no no way a grinch um because i've got such a little romantic heart but fuck it's a really really difficult time of year and i just hope that you can find compassion for yourself Will you be writing over the next few weeks? We haven't really talked about that. So I spoke to the Inspired Collective about this uh, on our last session of the year, and I will be fiction writing. Okay. Um, Which is not something I've... Literally, I've never written fiction over the holidays before. I thought thought we were going to plan our book together. We can also do that. That's what I was thinking about doing. Um, Just drop that one on them. Yes, me and James are going to write a book next year together. It's yeah. going to be really fun. We're going to write a fiction book together. Yeah. Um, and just excited. a reminder, guys, this podcast is just a beautiful... Ra- it's probably the longest podcast all year. Well, uh, other than interviews. Yeah. Mm. Um, next uh, year, in early January, the Inspire Collective will be opening. I think it's on the 3rd of January for enrollments again. This year, the Inspire Collective opened for enrollments, I think, only twice, maybe three times. Um, so if you want to start this year off with a literally insanely incredible creative community, we do must classes, we do creative sessions. Like, it is just... I, every time I think about it, it makes me emotional. Like, the Inspire Collective has been so life-changing for me. Um, that's going to be open you get on the beginning of January. chat to Amy and me, because I'm, I'm always there. Um <laughs> Really, once a week. If you depending on time, I mean, if you live if you live in Australia once a week, if yeah. you live in the US and the UK, the, the or US and Europe, the um it's twice and twice a month in Asia, the yeah the timeline. We try and make it so that everyone gets a chance at least every other week. Yeah, yeah, but that's opening beginning of Jan. So this is an invitation for you to join my community, my beautiful, just like fucking incredible community, um, the Inspire Collective. That's January third. It will be open for the first masterclass that weekend. It's a Monday. It opens. Mm. Mm-mm-mm. We love you. And huge, you know, highlight of this year has been the unpublished podcast. So good. You know, we just love sitting down and being with you each week. We are so honored to get to be a tiny part of your journey. Thank you for the reviews. Thank you for shouting us out. Thank you for sharing with us on Instagram. Thank you for messaging us. Like, I really can't tell you, like, this is really such a highlight for me and James. And, and we are very, very grateful that we get to show up in this way. So grateful. Thank you so much, everyone. Sorry, I have the hiccups now. That's why I'm talking weird. <laughs> also, we said um, a few months ago that we, by the end of the year, we wanted to uh, around about like double our listenership. We're really quite close, aren't we? Yeah, I think you know it's a, it's a difficult because we changed our we changed to anchor and that sort of threw our data off a data bit. off a little bit. But mm. I think we're getting there. Yeah. So thank you so much for sharing this podcast. Thank you for letting people know about it. We want to keep doing this and we want to keep growing this beautiful creative community. Mm. We love you. We love you so much. Have a beautiful Christmas, guys. Also, see you for season five next year. Damn. Oh, yeah. 
see you next year for season five bye bye